0: Hi, I'm Tom Melville. Welcome to Voice of Real Australia. Each week we bring you people, places and perspectives from beyond the big cities. Bow Desert is a town of around 6,000 in Queensland's Scenic Rim region, just an hour from Brisbane and the Gold Coast. Every second Monday, people gather in the centre of town for the pig and calf sales.
1: Think of the pen, right? 100. the pen. 100. $95. Pick
0: of the pick. $95. $95. Yes. $95. Pigs, calves, lambs, goats, chicks and ducklings are for sale, as well as jams and veggies and other bits and bobs. It's a busy morning for Bow Desert, with visitors travelling from all around the scenic rim and beyond to buy and sell and to meet up with friends. Stock sales have been drawing people to the town for over a century. In its heyday, tens of thousands of animals came through Bow Desert, once a prominent dairy and pig farming region and in february the Beau Desert pig and calf sale yard was granted state heritage status the timber sale yard was built in 1961 it's one of only a few remaining purpose built local pig and calf sale yards left in queensland but this is not a story about a town's heritage being preserved uh, the whole connection counselor, to we Vietnam. are not
2: prosecuting i'm trying to clarify this
0: in an unusual case, the local council, Scenic Rim Regional Council, is challenging the heritage listing, and it's stopped the fortnightly sales. And the Bow Desert community doesn't seem happy. Producer Laura Corrigan has the story.
3: It all started when Scenic Rim Regional Council released plans for a town centre revitalisation. The plans showed a pedestrian-friendly town centre with a new library and community hub and more parking, but no pig-and-calf cell yard.
4: Well, my name is Cliff Croson and I was the applicant to enter the sale yards into the heritage register.
3: Lawyer Cliff Croson was born and raised in Bow Desert and now owns a business locally. He says the heritage application came in response to those council plans to remove the cell yard and make way for a car park.
4: There's been fortnightly sales in Bow Desert for about 116 years and they were in danger of being stopped. It really was a last resort. The first step was to meet with council and ask them to leave the sale yards there and perhaps to move the car park or have a different shaped car park, given that there is open space on three sides. But that wasn't successful. And then a local grazier started a petition online. There were petitions in local businesses. They garnered in excess of 1,200 signatures presented at the council meeting and that didn't achieve any change to the plans.
3: Cliff says the Beau Desert community was behind his application they didn't want to see their historic sale yard demolished.
4: The only reason for submitting the application for entry into the heritage register was because the community was outraged by the decision to demolish the pick and calf sale yards. Uh, It was no surprise at all to receive the amount of support that it did receive from the community. It's very much what the community wanted, or certainly the majority of the community. I'm
5: Sue Harrison. We live with my husband on a Cattle property at Darlington, we have extensive cattle properties in the Scenic Rim and Loganshire, and we moved to a dairy farm, that's my family, more than 60 years ago, so we've been in the area for a, quite a while.
3: Cattle farmer Sue Harrison remembers going to the Bow Desert pig and calf sale yard when she was a child. And mum used to take us
5: to the pig and calf sale yards because they used to be on every week in those days. And we'd buy underweights and doubtfuls, they used to be called, being very small calves.
3: The pig and calf sale yard was part of the old railway station complex when Bow Desert was one of Queensland's premier pig producers in the first half of the 20th century. Sale yards, trucking yards and bacon factories were built at the site. Was it a fun day out? Oh, yes, yes. Always a day off
5: school. any reason to have a day off school was a good fun day out in those days.
3: The sell yard system declined in the second half of the 20th century as pig farms consolidated into enterprises who sold directly to Meatworks. Back in those
5: days, it would be full chock block You know, the dairy farms were in full swing in the area. There was lots of dairy calves there because that was the only outlet for farmers to sell their, their animals. You know, you used to... Never go to town on a Monday if you, if you didn't have to because you couldn't get any parks anywhere because everyone had came to town.
3: Sue says people are still drawn to Bow Desert on sale days for business and pleasure. People
5: still come and they support, you know, usually on sale days they'll go and get their produce, you know, the cow feed. They'll go and get their groceries. People might, you know, make doctor's appointments and that to do it all.
3: The heritage listing recognised the sale yard's special association with the community. It's one of the reasons it made the register.
5: It's a great atmosphere for, especially now, a lot of older farmers that retired and they love to go and have a chat, socialise with people. It's a social day as well as being a sale day.
1: Well, I've been doing it, Say so my company's been doing there for the last 19 years prior to that I worked for Primac Elders.
3: Peter Hayes is the auctioneer you heard earlier. His business Hayes and Co has been the lessee of the Bow Desert Pig and Calf Sell Yard for 19 years. But that lease is up at the end of March.
1: But a lot of these people that come in now, they come there with their grandfathers and fathers. There's gentlemen there in their late 80s have been coming there since they were little boys. So a lot of history and nostalgia for them. And it's a meeting place. These people come to the yard. They sell their small stock there. You know, we sell fruit and veggies, everything there at the moment. And then they go into town. They have lunch, do their shopping, and you know. So Bo Desert township itself does do very well out of the fortnightly sale.
3: Hundreds of people come from across southeast Queensland and even New South Wales for the fortnightly Desert pig and calf sale. Peter says ballpark figure about ten to twenty thousand dollars changes hands at the sales, including the market stalls. Not only do these visitors put money into the sales, they also boost the local economy a little bit by having lunch at a cafe in town or getting their groceries at the Woolies.
1: It's a good atmosphere. You know, people are there to pick up a bargain, as they call it, or buy some roosters or laying hens. You know, it's sort of just a hobby farmers' sort of outing, and you know a lot of these people come to meet their friends every fortnight. So it's a real sort of uh, country fied day, like a market day and that and it's getting bigger and bigger. Like lately we've up to two hundred and fifty people have been coming. School holidays, although they go very well like with the school children, there's a, probably a lot more than that come there and the children come just to see the animals and all the all the other etcetera goes with it.
3: Peter says the sales can continue after the lease lapses but at one of his different sail yards 45 minutes inland, drawing the crowds away from Bow Desert. He says the sales will lose the atmosphere at the Silverdale site and that they'll probably lose the Gold Coast crowd. The Scenic Rim Regional Council cites health and safety issues as the reason for discontinuing the sales. I asked Mayor Greg Christensen how the cell yard could have continued for so long if it was supposedly unsafe. Why hadn't issues been identified before the heritage listing? He told me that an engineering report into the cell yard took place because the end of Peter Hayes' lease was coming up, that it had been a long lease, 19 years, granted by the previous council before amalgamation. He calls it a legacy issue. It's
2: not until you take your car and put it in the hands of a qualified mechanic that you discover there are some issues with your cars or that the brakes are about to need replacement. That's somewhat what an engineering review does when you get that done for a building. So this isn't a surprise. We have been doing some ongoing minor maintenance over time where we've identified the need to repair roofs or replace posts. Now, this has some more fundamental issues in it that would be significantly incompatible
3: Council officers found that the sale yard didn't meet health and environmental standards because, among other things, half the pens have earthen floors.
2: It should have a concrete floor with an environmental intercept drain to stop waste from the site going into the town drainage system because that's an environmental pollutant. It's an earthen floor sale at yards at the moment. That's part of the cultural character that the heritage listing wants to preserve.
3: Peter admits the sale yard needs maintenance, but says it's a safe workplace.
1: They have put a new roof on the shed in the last two years. It's fully roofed and a uh, lighting system been put in. Uh, it's like anything, we've always got to do upkeep and repairs with any facility as it goes along. So it probably wouldn't hurt to have you know, a little bit of repairs at the moment, but it not, would not class as unsafe, no.
3: The historic yard sits in Davidson Park, the old railway station yard adjacent to Scenic Rim Regional Council's Civic Centre. The estimated $13 million revitalisation plan, partly funded by the Queensland government under the Building Our Regions Fund, would transform Beaux Desert. It proposes a standalone library or an integrated facility that incorporates the council administration building. There'd also be new green spaces and parking. And when the cell yard was granted heritage status, it protected it from being removed to accommodate the new precinct.
6: I've seen uh, a lot of the heritage of this town disappear, and it should never have disappeared over the 20 years that I was uh, 16 years as a director and another four years as a councillor.
3: Councillor Derek Swamborough supports the heritage listing and was the councillor who presented the initial petitions with 1,250 signatories to Scenic Rim Regional Council.
6: I've seen the butter factory, which was going to be turned into a major tourist attraction, uh, sold off and demolished. I've seen the railway tracks pulled up, and now they're talking about doing away with the pig and calf sale yards, which if there was more foresight, they could turn that into probably a very, very attractive tourist attraction, which would bring people into the town. They just need to bring it up to standard—a very good standard. They need to keep it operating.
3: Derek isn't even the councillor for Bow Desert. His division actually encompasses Tambourine Mountain, forty minutes away. But he believes the sailyard plays an important role in Bow Desert and the region.
6: They play a very, very important role in that. They do represent the historical development of Desert's cattle industry. And it's been a centre for the area, for the community to meet. And it's been part of the social fabric, I suppose, and the culture and the heritage of uh, that small town.
3: Derek says Desert's rural history is its point of difference, that the sell yard could add to a tourist draw card, more so than a library in parkland, which you can find anywhere, he says.
6: And with one hour to the centre of the Brisbane CBD, people will come to the town to enjoy something that's different, essentially trying to create Tinseltown, if you like. I quite often call it South Bank in Bow Desert with all the money that's proposed for this parkland, but people aren't going to drive to Bow Desert from Brisbane. They can just go to South Bank if they want a parkland experience. They're not going to drive to Bow Desert. But if you had a pig and calf sale yard to come and see how a rural town operates and you know, see the chickens being sold and the cats and the togs and the pigs and the calves and all sorts of things like that, what a great celebration of the heritage of a small country town and I think it's something that's unique and it would be a lost opportunity to let that go.
3: Sue Harrison also believes there's value in promoting the sale yard as a tourist attraction. You'd think they'd be
5: trying to think, well do like Warwick did. Warwick fixed all their sale yards up and now it's a huge tourist attraction. Same with Roma, you know, they've fixed all their yards up. It defies all logic, really. But then, yeah, that's the council.
3: Scenic Rim Regional Council had not supported the heritage bid because it says it doesn't believe the sale yard satisfies state-level heritage criteria. Its initial response when the sale yard was added to the heritage register was that it didn't impact on the town centre revitalisation plans. It could work around it if it had to. Then, at an ordinary meeting on February 23, a motion was put forward by the Resources and Sustainability Manager to appeal against the heritage listing, an appeal with an estimated cost of $50,000. Councillor,
2: that That is quite a um, smug... I see the look, the, the... Smug look. Please, councillor, for clarity, I will clarify again for you because...
3: Derek Swamborough was the only councillor to vote against the motion. Those in favour? It was carried. Those against? Council would appeal.
2: Motion carried.
3: A Department of Environment and Science spokesperson told me heritage officers aren't aware of any local authority appealing against an entry into the heritage register over the past 10 years, Cliff Croson doesn't understand what grounds the council thinks it will have to appeal against the heritage listing.
4: As I understand it, it's highly unusual for a council to appeal a state heritage listing. I understand that that's quite a rare event. I don't understand the basis for the appeal. The only way that an appeal can be successful is if it demonstrates that place of interest does not meet the heritage criteria. And given that the pig and calf sale yards met four of the criteria, I'm not quite sure how an appeal could be successful in, in rebutting all four of those.
3: Councillor Derek Swambra also believes its case would be weak.
6: The only thing that this Planning and Environment Court is going to consider is whether council can prove that this place or area does not have a strong or special association with a particular community cultural group for social or cultural or spiritual reasons. And... Despite my prodding, I could not get anybody to tell me uh, how they were going to say it did not do those things that the Heritage Council say that it does.
3: But Mayor Greg Christensen says the main reason for the appeal is to give the council more time to fully understand its commitments under the heritage listing.
2: Part of the process of an appeal is to get a better understanding of the limitations. One of the serious implications that we sit at the moment, if we do nothing, potentially The structure is not safe for anyone to enter and is not safe to continue to use, so it ends up being barricaded off as a static display that can't be used for anything because of all of those other aspects.
3: And Greg says the $50,000 cited on the motion of appeal isn't indicative of actual costs.
2: We're not anticipating anywhere near that sort of expense. It takes some time, and normally our experience is one of the first steps in any of these matters is to have a mediation process, which is where you get to have a proper conversation and resolve the points of difference in the understanding around the issue.
3: Council feels it's at an impasse. If sales are to continue safely, then there needs to be upgrades made on the cell yard. But would these upgrades, a concrete floor, drainage systems, to name a few, affect its heritage status? Is it even allowed to make changes to the original structure? And the heritage listing notes the structure has sustained its use since 1960, suggesting that its role as a working cell yard contributes to its heritage value. So, if the sales stop, which they will, does it lose the heritage status? That's why Council says it's lodging the appeal to better understand the terms of the heritage listing.
7: My name is Michael Enright. I'm the councillor for Division 4 of the Scenic Rim Regional Council.
3: Michael Enright is the councillor for the division that covers Bow Desert. He voted in favour of the appeal. He also put forward a compromise. He suggests creating a heritage display using parts of the original structure, storyboards, even augmented reality.
7: By producing something that respects the heritage, provides the story against it, it becomes something a bit unique and something that attracts people to that area. That would allow for the visibility of uh, that particular area and understanding for people to visit that seven days a week, virtually 24 hours a day.
3: Michael says he put forward the compromise because he thinks it makes sense for Desert as a town in transition. I guess
7: what I really am looking for is the best outcome for all of our community, not one... Sector or the other. Our town is a a growing area. We have some growing pains, and that's about when things change that some people are less comfortable about that change, but we need to be moving ahead. We're in a location of South East Queensland where the growth is significant and the forecasts are significant, and our little country town is not a little country town any longer. My vision is that we do build for the future while still recognising the heritage of our past. Now,
1: uh, before we start, we have got a little bit of bad news for
3: all you people. Bo Desert Times journalist Lorraine Satik went along to the pig and calf sales, one of the last.
1: We do not want to renew our lease.
3: She spoke to some people gathered there. Well, this council won't get back in again, I can guarantee. Most people's
5: feelings here are pretty disheartened and angry. Well, I think that they had to find some excuse for shutting it, so that's why they're doing this about it's not safe. I've been coming here 40 years and not one person has been injured in these yards.
0: COVID has taught us that our agriculture industry is screaming out for young people to participate in it and and learn the industry.
4: In 10 years' time, there'll be houses from Timberm right to here, and this will be a draw card. Every
1: every second Monday, somewhere to go. We don't spend our money here
3: just in, we also
1: spend it in the town.
3: Lorraine met a family who'd just been driving through and stopped when they saw the commotion. They left home to the Gold Coast with two ducklings. Sue Harrison says she was very disappointed by the council's decision to challenge the cell yard's heritage status.
5: Everyone was so happy when the heritage council gave it the heritage listing and we thought, well, that'd be the end of it. I really can't work out why the council and the councillors haven't wanted to embrace it. You own a house, you don't let it run down. If you own a shop, you don't let it run down. You spend money on it for maintenance, you pick it up. Why don't they want to do it for the rural community? All those people that signed those petitions, they all wanted the sale yards to stay. You know, why are the council going against what all the residents say? That's what I can't work out. I really can't work it out.
3: Councillor Derek Swambra says the council is not listening to the Beau Desert community. My
6: view was that uh, they are one-eyed. They're really one-eyed about this particular facility interfering with their grand plans for their redevelopment in the main street. And I think they've lost sight of the very thing that they've been told by the community, and that is that we have a community plan. It was put together with extensive consultation several years ago and it was a five-year plan. And in that plan, it clearly says that the people of Bow Desert value their rural and country heritage. And uh, I've pointed that out to council on many times, but it seems to have fallen on deaf ears.
3: There's a new petition now, one calling for an independent investigation into the Scenic Rim Regional Council, citing a number of issues, among those the treatment of the Bow Desert Pig and Calf Cell Yard.
8: A lot of people had been uh, expressing to me their angst and frustration with
3: and Tom Sharp the, was involved you know, in that petition on change.org, titled Stop the Rot at Scenic Rim Regional Council.
8: The community is upset. They've had enough. And it's very difficult to address this situation to an organisation that is closed to criticism, that is closed to an open agenda, that will not engage with its own people.
3: The online petition asks Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk to intervene. It has 1,300 signatories at the time of recording.
8: I think there's a number of issues there and I think we, the people of this region, are not informed as to what Council's agenda actually is. There is now, through recent meetings, there's information that is partly coming out that really shows that the appeal process of this so is merely the tip of the iceberg, and it is a facade to their whole program, which the people of this region have not been made aware of. The appeal process in itself appears to be flawed.
3: Tom actually ran for mayor at the last election. He questions the council's plans for a new library, and a number of other people I spoke to were against the concept. Desert already has a library. It's in Jubilee Park, not 500 metres away near the museum, a children's playground and the swimming pool. Tom wants to know what basis the council has to spend millions on a library.
8: Where is the report that tells you the usage in the region and the need that demonstrates the numbers that are going through now and whether it's underutilised, overutilised and what can be done to change that? If they want a new customer services centre, what's the usage of that customer service centre in this day and age? Is it overflowing with people every hour of the day that they need to spend millions of dollars on a new customer service centre? This council does not present the argument that sets up a case for this sort of need at this incredible spend for a regional centre.
3: Tom suggests the only people benefiting from the town centre revitalisation plans are the council administration themselves. The project provides parking near the council chambers and the new library might be attached to the council precinct. He accuses the council of not being transparent in its consultation processes. But Mayor Greg Christensen denies this.
2: I think that's an opinion based on a lack of fact.
3: He's called the petition defamatory innuendo and an attack on the 400 hardworking council employees. He says the plans were all made publicly and the community was given the opportunity to make submissions.
2: There are people who didn't bother to engage with the very open and transparent conversations that were going on and the opportunities that were going on for people to be involved in the planning and have their say around what was planned in the towns and villages renewal proposal for the centre of town. And it just seems those people finally suddenly woke up and enlisted a whole heap of other voices who had equally not been paying attention and also then responded perhaps without reference to true fact in the petitions And left us with a whole heap of people who now thought their voice was the most important one to listen to. I have just as many people contacting me to say we should get rid of these as I do people who are saying, why aren't we fighting to hang on to them? So that's the nature. We can't please everyone.
3: Greg says the council is working in Beaudesert's best interest, that proper consultation has taken place, that it's listening and that not all voices are asking them to save the sale yard. Greg also suggests the sales themselves could continue, just not at the current site.
2: It's important for people to recognise one of the challenges is that a lot of the petitions were about saving the sale yards and the sale. Those two aren't mutually connected. We have plenty of interest from other parties who would be happy to either develop a facility or modify a facility to conduct a pig and calf sale so that that cultural event, that event that some people rely on to be able to socialise and to sell their animals, the event itself can still continue. There are options for that in the region. We're really focused in the Heritage Council listing around the structure and the incompatibility between a heritage listing and the potential for ongoing use in the
4: footprint.
3: Cliff Croson says the sale yard controversy shows the community pride in Bow Desert.
4: Bow Desert still has a very strong sense of community and that's been demonstrated throughout this entire process. And the sale yards are still a central pillar of the rural character of the community. They are a social meeting place. They're a place to exchange ideas and farming conditions and so forth. The importance of that to the Bittersett community isn't to be underestimated, and I think that's been expressed through the
5: uproar.
3: Sue Harrison says she just can't understand why the council would want to get rid of the sale yard.
5: Why are they so intent on upsetting the rural value of our the scenic rim? You know, there's still a lot of rural farms out here. we we're, we're not all suburban people that there's still a lot of properties why doesn't the scenic rim council want to you know why don't they want to keep them as a local business you know making money for somebody it just doesn't make sense
0: cattle farmer sue harrison there the pig and calf sale yard has been a big part of her life oh. That's it for this episode of Voice of Real Australia. Thank you so much for listening. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you listen and I'll be back in a couple of weeks. If you like the podcast, please tell your friends and give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. It really does help. If you'd like to share your story, email voice at ostcommunitymedia.com.au That's voice at ost, A-U-S-T, communitymedia.com.au our Facebook page is facebook.com slash Australia. Voice of Real Australia is recorded in the studios of the Newcastle Herald. It's produced by Lara Corrigan and me, your host, Tom Melville. Follow me on Twitter at tommelville124. Our editors are Gail Tomlinson and Chad Watson. A special thanks this week to Lorraine Satique. This is an ACM podcast.